0: Hi everyone, Matt here. Um, today we're bringing you a chat I had uh, on the 14th of July 2021 with Richard Denning, one of the directors of the UK Games Expo. Originally we were going to include this chat with uh UKGE preview show, but uh, we ended up chatting for around an hour, so I thought it would be best for us to release it as a, as a separate episode. So without further ado, here's part one of our UKGE preview for 2021, uh, the chat with Richard Denning. So Richard, thanks very much for coming back on the show. It's been uh, a couple of years since the last time we uh, had a good chat. I think so, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, at, uh, what was it? Was it? Was the Great Indoors 2018? I think.
1: Gosh, that's going back a
0: bit. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about going back a bit, then let's um, let's 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 go back to the end of the end of 2019. So, um, the Expo 2019 had been a success. I think mm-hmm. it's fair to say, It'd been a, another great show. Uh, you'd been to Essen, I assume, to um, publicise the show and try and get people signed on mm-hmm. on for for the twenty twenty show. Uh, I guess at that point things were looking pretty pretty rosy and uh, going pretty well.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'd um, we'd actually just after the show, we'd been we'd been to GenCon in America, in my case for the second time, and we'd already started having lots of conversations with you know, some of the exhibitors there about all sorts of plans for twenty twenty. Um, and Essen, as I say, yes, we, we by the time we came back from Essen, I think in four days of frantic activity, we'd already got you know half the trade all, all booked up and filled already, and you know, everything else was coming together. Uh, and all the signs were that 2020 would have been you know larger again, even than the 2019 show. You know, we'd committed to three whole halls of the of the NEC. Um, and yes, it was starting to look uh, quite promising really <laughs> if do we know <laughs> yeah so at what point did you start to get rumblings
0: that things might not be going quite as as you expect well,
1: i actually went to the nuremberg toy fair which is at the end of january um and the biggest sort of toy fair in the in the world and uh, i remember going there and actually a week or two prior i'd been to the london toy fair no one was talking about anything much then about you know, COVID. By the time we got round to the end of January there was already quite a lot of people talking about this thing in China um, but that was as far uh, as it went but I, I remember looking up we were on the underground in, in Nuremberg going to the thing looking up and there was an advert for the Shanghai Toy Fair in March I thought well you know, given the news that's coming out of China I'm glad I'm not running a toy fair in, in, in China but I didn't realise that uh, nobody I could have imagined thought at that point in time Um, I think the first time we knew about it was sometime in about the middle-ish of February, when in the space of about a a weekend, we suddenly started getting uh, quite a few emails from exhibitors and things sort of saying, do you think this might affect things, you know, and we went from sort of... um, thinking that uh, well it's it's, it, you know, it's in China it's some distance away hopefully it's not going to get to us um or to Europe to so everything then started happening in Italy um, and then obviously the first cases happened here and and then over the space of a weekend or two we were starting to get a number of emails from exhibitors saying I remember I remember we had a conversation about it and someone someone in the organization saying things like oh, I can't imagine they would Close down events here. I mean, to, to close things down, they're not going to shut down the Premier League, are they? And things like that. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah. Well, it actually hit eventually. The final point that we realised that we something now we were going to have to do about was I went to Aircon up in uh, in Harrogate, uh, and we were driving up, and the Thursday we were driving up, there was going to be an announcement from Number Ten, sort of thing. Um, and in fact, there was some quite a lot of conversations about whether ha- Aircon would even. Would even happen and whether it would, you know, would, whether they'd cancel things at that point. But in fact, the announcement just talked about um, the likelihood of some measures being needed at some point in the future. Um, Aircon went ahead, but it proved to be, I don't know, quite a feel to it. Like this was, um, you know, also at the end of terms, sort of everyone's going away and this sort of thing. And you weren't quite sure when you were going to see people again. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize it was going to be quite as long as that. And Tony, the other director of the show, he phoned me on the Friday. And I was there because I was I'm not, I tend to go around the shows for Expo, but also with my little indie hat on as producer and things. And um, and he phoned up and said, "I think I'm going to drive up on this Saturday because I think we're going to have to make a decision about pulling the the show in May." And I said, "Okay." Um, and he came up and we, I think he stole a room off um off the organizers there. So do you mind if we sit down and we need to look through the the figures? And we realized that the way things were going, um. We'd have to make a decision whether we're going ahead or no pretty soon because you know contracts and things for hotels and convention centres and all sorts of things like that. Yeah, you know cancellation terms. And once you get within a month or two of the show, uh, then effectively you know you're pretty committed to, to things. Um, things are much more flexible for this for this current show we're about to do as we might get to, but for that point in time, it's very they were very strict and you know you had to give you give your um um you know cancellations if you're going to so we we was clear that we at that point may wasn't going to happen in May 20, 2020 um so we postponed to the end of August um and I remember the, but even then people were sort of looking at graphs and things and saying oh well a month or two going up and a month or two coming down and it'll all be yeah, yeah, yeah it'll all be over won't it um and even then it's it's crazy what we what we thought thought would happen um so then, wasn't long after the May that we then realised, yeah, we're not going to get a, a show at all in, in twenty twenty. Um, so, well, apart from a virtual show, virtual show, which yeah, which is what we had a go at doing. Um, so,
0: well, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. So, so the decision to do a virtual show um, was that a difficult choice, or did you just think, you know, what we need to put something on a virtual <laughs> show is the best thing we can do. Let's let's do it for the the. the gamers and the exhibitors. Yeah, I well,
1: mean, I think it was fairly soon after we cancelled the tw- the May show, but we were still talking about doing the August show, a few weeks um, after we made the announcement, I was already starting to think, okay, they're starting to look like we're not going to do even the, the August one here. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen uh, that um, Steve Jackson Games do a thing called FNord, Con, I think it's called, uh, which is normally a real world convention. Um, it's their, their little, that their, their sort of a company convention. Um, but they did it as an online thing and did it in, I think, frankly, in discord. Um, and I, um, so I sort of went to it virtually as it were, I hung around and sat to a few people and saw what, saw what they were doing and thought, okay. Um, and in fact, I, I don't think i have come across much of the, the tools and mechanisms that i now, you know, became very familiar with over yeah. the, over the months after that, um, at all I'd, I'd i'd heard of tabletop simulator um uh, but i would never never used it i hadn't heard of Tab- uh, tabletopia or Board Game arena um personally and i hadn't i i knew there were we'd i think we'd had a pretty we'd, we'd had a tinker with um fantasy grounds which is one of the, uh, you know, the role-playing systems mm-hmm. that you can use um and used it just to just to have a way of having um Sort of sharing maps and things that we were, so we could look at on a big screen, a big map of where we were and this sort of thing. But we hadn't really used it for, um, you know, for virtual play, as it were, online. Yeah. So I'd heard of a few things, and and we decided that, okay, shall we do a thing? And I think at the beginning there was, um, I think I was actually probably the most in favour of it, so, um, along with Kate, uh, Martin Solani, who was enthusiastic about everything. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, most of the others were fairly sort of sceptical about the idea of doing a thing. And I think at the end, uh, we said, look, you know, we're not going to get a show done this year, 2020. And if we don't do a virtual show, then effectively the whole year will go, well, nothing will happen. Yeah. Um, and to some extent, um, it was a way of keeping us occupied for three months or so because uh, we literally we did the show in about 10 weeks and it was pretty much full on, full time for 10 weeks because we had to, you know, we had to rebuild and redesign the entire website. We had to work out how are we going to, let's, let's learn. Uh, how Tabletopia works, and how you could potentially integrate it, and and then of course we're talking to all the all the publishers about. Have you got games on Tabletopia? And what's that then? or is this thing? Maybe maybe you could. And I actually learned how to convert my own games, you know, Great Fire and other things, um, initially, and thought actually it's not that hard to do. It's uh, you know, and, uh, and actually it's quite nice now that they're that they're all on there because I've used it for quite a bit of play testing of other things over the over the years. Over the, over the year or so, um, so no, it was. I think it was. Um, um, I, I don't think anyone, none of us, believed that it was going to be the same thing as a real world event. Um, but I think it was felt that it was. Be good, it was good to do a thing to keep some contact with, with visitors, with um, like the community side of it, and also with the exhibitors. Um, and what we found was that you know it was the. The Discord channel elements of it. There was a core group of a couple of thousand people that really got engaged. You know, they're in, they were there they were in all the channels. They were zipping around. They were doing all the little games that we put on. Um, but that you know, we had we think about twenty thousand, twenty five thousand people sort of come on at some point that weekend. But only a couple to three thousand of them, maybe five thousand, went anywhere near the trade hall. Um, a couple of thousand into this Discord channels. So what you found was the bulk of people. Absorbed content almost as if it was a television. <laughs> they were they were watching the shows, they were watching the you know the 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 streams and things and listening to the to, the, to all of that. Uh, but a f- only a relatively small number of people wanted to play games that way, you know, on, on, online. Um, and I remember we did it. We um we did it as producer. We were actually reasonably busy. Actually, my my sister my my daughter and her boyfriend um, were basically stuck with us during the whole down because they came having to come down and it started and then it was basically that was that they yeah, were yeah. they were here Uh so there were the five of us in the house with my son as well and my wife and and so we you know we set up those computers all over the place and we you know we when we we at one point we did have about four different demos going but but I think other exhibitors found they didn't really get much engagement at all and i think that kind of people seem to be willing to get together with their friends and their pals online you know mm-hmm. anyone fancy a game of catan tonight on whatever it is on 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 you know on board arena um and people will do that but if you um, not so much um let's all get together and have a demo game done that way you know people you know um will seem to be more reluctant so i think that um what we learned from it was that it was uh, it was not a bad way of keeping in touch with things. There was quite a lot of buzz at the time. There was, it was, and I think it was the right thing to do. Um, but we had once we'd done it, we sort of think, well, done that, bought the T-shirt. <laughs> now, we, now we want to do a, yeah, a yeah, real-world yeah. event again because you know, we're missing we're missing the real thing.
0: Well, as an as an attendee, I thought it was rather slick. the The Discord integration was good, and as I got involved in in the chats, and even spotted a mistake on the website at one point and pointed it all out right, to someone, and they fixed it really quickly. Makes and uh, I jumped into a couple of the uh, as
1: I say the exhibitors' video chats as well, and it all seemed to work really really yeah. well. So I think, I mean, I think you, I, th- I think some people did did. It was it was not um you know I think it was reasonably well perceived as as a, of the type of events, a number of conventions had a go at it and various yeah. levels of success. And I think it it certainly w- wasn't thought to be the worst of them. <laughs> I think it was yeah, thought yeah. To done, done reasonably well and stacked up quite well. And actually, there were a few things that came out of it that we're, we're keeping. So we never used to have exhibitor events in the past in the sense of we didn't list them. You know, uh, Gen Con and mm-hmm. SM, I tend to list um, either in physical form or in online exhibitor events on there stands and their booths and their demos and things um, and we never did that and actually now that we've got the now that we have the coding there for that we've we've kept that on so actually on for the real world expo you know a number of exhibitors have gone and said we're doing this at this time on the stand and you can go yeah. on and look at their either demos that are doing or special events or maybe there's a demonstrator there maybe there's a design that's going to be there signing things um, and so that's something that did come usefully out of it i think
0: yeah, I on the topic of bad events, I I did a, the virtual uh, the photography show. That's at All the right. NEC as well, okay. and they had like a trade hall, which was like uh, it was like a virtual list of store a virtual display of stalls with people standing in front of them and right. you click on one and go into it but then i went to two or three stores. there was no video it was only text chat and every yeah. time i asked a question i never got any response so it's really. like well yeah. what's the point yeah. of even having no. a stall if you're not going to engage with your, you know, uh, your i think that,
1: that was the point uh, that's the point and i think there equally there was a lot of so we found with visitors um that you know we a lot of people would be if they were sitting there they were sat there and nothing uh, no one would go any of them and things. So it was actually equal either side. I, I, I think it's an interesting idea. I've seen one or two quite fun ways. I don't know. Did you come across Castle Tricon at all? No. So they were that was run by uh, Heidelberg um, and a couple of others that, didn't, that slipped my mind at the moment. And they did it twice. Actually, they did one in the spring and one one last autumn. I think it was. And they did it based. They used. Uh, first-person perspective oh, okay. uh, thing, view sort of thing. I think it was it Minecraft they were even, even using, that sort of world. So you literally went in and moved around as if it was a first-person shooter type yeah. thing. And and they were, quite, they were quite clever areas where you could move up to video sound points. So when you got to the video sound point, it would interact with your you know, your, your speaking microphone and, and, your, and your camera, and you could literally talk to people you know, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then when you moved away, you know, the, and as you um you know, the, the, was gradually the volume levels would dim, dim until you couldn't hear them anymore. Yeah. And Gamma, which is the trade fair in America, did something like that. So they had a, they had a hall and you could see these little, little dots moving around. And they said so it wasn't first person that was. There was sort of, they were, I think you had Lycon and you sort of, um, you know, left, right, up, down type thing, steering it around <laughs> yeah, the board. Yeah. And as you came close to someone, you could actually hear what they were saying and they could hear you and things. And so the idea was you were supposed to mingle, I suppose, and sort of <laughs> wander yeah. around. Uh, so it was, there was some, there's been some interesting experiments with that. Um, but I think it's, um, you know, I think the... The general conclusion is it was a sort of uh, interesting to fill a few months' time, <laughs> but not necessarily what we want to really be doing, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. So let's talk about uh, this year's
0: show. Uh, as of we're recording it, we're just, uh, just over two weeks away. Yep. What can people expect is different about the show this year?
1: Well, of course, it's uh, it's not as big as uh, as the show was in 2019, and we hope to have back in 2022. If things things go well. Uh, we've got two. We've actually got three halls, but what we what we've actually got is two halls of you might call content to some extent, and a ticketing hall. So as part of the attempt to, uh, from a COVID safety point of view, you're wanting to try and spread everyone out, everyone out of it in terms of the ticketing. Um, and rather than have the ticket booths in use outside, which do tend to get very crowded, uh, the idea is to use literally a whole extra hall, Hall 3A, which we have used in the past. So that allows people to stand a bit of a distance apart from each other a little bit. It's a sort of the third one kind of round, it's round the corner from the. Yes, I was hall just trying to imagine something. it in my head. Uh, Up the and, so, and so that will be there as a way of doing our sort of checking in mechanism and things and yep. get people their ticketing. Uh, but in terms of the halls, there's one trade hall, which is now actually pretty full now, it's trade two, uh, Hall 2. Um, and Hall Three is a gaming hall, so that will be the open gaming and um, and some tournaments. Um, and the board game library and things like that will be in there. So, in terms of what what's what elements are there, what aren't? I mean, there's two hundred and something, two hundred and twenty-ish exhibitors. I think we had four twenty-five last time, so it's mm-hmm. roughly half-sized um, hall. It's predominantly UK-based um, companies, as you'd imagine. Um, there are Asmodee Group are there, uh, but there obviously there it's, it's Asmodee UK that tends to represent the yeah. um, the things. But nevertheless, there are stands for Fantasy Flight like Games, and Asmodee, Days of Wonder, and, and Catan, and so on. Um, and um, but the bulk of the rest of the companies are you know small to medium you know British British publishers, um, but a decent amount of those. Now we are we do have a few um, non UK ones. Um, um, there's a Spanish company that's been very keen to come and have uh, bought into the whole idea of um, Amazon country. So going into quarantine, there's some Airbnb somewhere and all that. Yeah. Although I've heard that uh, this Friday there's some talk about some countries being moved to green green list and things. Okay. Uh, from in Europe, so we might find one. Or, there's a couple more. You know, you may even find there's one or two. There's a couple of Polish companies that are think are coming and they'll be dependent on on that obviously if they can come without quarantine you know um so and that's a good mixture of you know um you know game games of different genres you know miniatures and a certain amount of role playing as well as uh board games we do have a family zone uh children's role playing which is always a popular attraction playtest area uh, there's there's playtest apparently Mm -hmm. they've got about 30 or so uh, designers and things that have signed up for various slots of time. Of there, will be, there will be a maths trade um, um, which I know um, some games are actually very keen on the whole maths trade thing. I, I, t- I, I try to l- listen to the logic of it sometimes. I like, <laughs> yeah, read the thread and I'm like, no, this isn't for me. I can't, yeah. be, I
0: can't be figuring that out.
1: Uh, but we haven't got to. But well, we haven't got to bring them by because we yeah, looked yeah. at it and thought that the the crowd, the most crowd densely crowded event at the expo is the bring and by So there isn't any way, even without the fact that technically there isn't any social distancing restrictions. But that's only just the case this yeah, week. Yeah. And there was the feeling right back at the beginning of the whole thing that we can't. We're not going to do the bring and buy. Um, but um, in terms of um, demonstrations and things like that. I think there's a fair number of these companies that will be doing them. Um, and as with Group being there, they obviously have quite a few. Um, so you should be able to um, see new a uh, reasonable amount of new games as well. There's a link on the site, I think, to new 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 games which are either new to play or new to buy for the first time or the brand new releases, or, or ones that you can try out, you know, prototypes or whatever they might be, or, or ones that are on Kickstarter or some sort of crowdfunding um so we hope there will be a sort of a good good in some ways it might feel a bit like exploded in 2016 which is the first year at the nec it's about that size in terms of what we're expecting in terms of numbers of attendees and numbers of of exhibitors uh so a roughly half size show and, and about half the number of visitors we would say, from what we're what we're tracking at the moment, which should mean we can there's a reasonable there's a good amount of space for everybody, which I think this year all years is, is a sensible sensible thing. So we've actually decided to have wider aisles um anyway. well way back in the winter we stuck with that. We haven't changed that. Um and again in the in the gaming area we've 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 got all these game map things that game toppers that do these very nice sort of game play map things have, have sent over just before everything closed down, intending to sponsor the open gaming space, and they're still very much intending to do that when they can get over. And um, so, there we're using those to they to show areas that was separating out game areas and things. Oh, that's so good. Yep. It's a little bit of space, you know. And likewise, the tournaments won't be all elbow to elbow. It will be there'll be you know space between all the all the all the the, the tournament areas. Um, so we've got pretty much the normal mix of. Um, you know, the, the tournaments that you usually we do run, thing, in terms of board games, so, you know, Catan, Carcassonne, um, you know, there's, I think, there's Seven Wonders, Dominion, um, a good, what's it, Terraforming Mars is quite a popular one, uh, so there's a good selection of those. Um, not an awful lot of miniatures, a few bits of bobs we've, um, you know, we've got on there, um, the odd card game. Well, this year, a lot, a lot of our miniatures tend to be run by the larger companies that bring their Europeans or their nationals and that there was a generally collective decision, obviously a lot of that would just not happen this year. But we don't mind too much to be honest because the we don't want that you know, what we wanted to do is make sure people didn't feel too crammed, you know, at the moment because so hopefully a reasonable buzz without being um, you know, right people right on top of me sort of thing, you know. I suppose it's a good
0: good thing that the Hilton's closed as well because I couldn't imagine that uh, there'd be much uh, scope for doing g-
1: gaming in the Hilton this year as well. No, it's probably no, a no, bit we're closed for refurb at the moment, and yeah. uh, quite a few of the hotels. Well, one of our problems has been in terms of even our own accommodation for our own people. There's been the a uh, uh, lot of the hotels in the area because they're close to the airport. Of course, have been used for quarantine hotels. Um, but not the ones that we're using for our own people, but it does mean I think a number of people have had difficulties finding accommodation yeah, yeah. You know, in the immediate area. I, think well, I, had clearly, a, you
0: know, I had a room booked at the Ramada, but that's closed down there. Well, um, right, right, okay. a couple of weeks ago because of, right. uh, yeah, well, for obvious one, reasons. Yeah. So um, I've got an Airbnb, well, uh, an apartment booked now, just down the road from the NEC. That's right, my so well. base of operations.
1: <laughs> so. So yeah, so it'll be there will be role playing. Uh, we obviously Hilton is where normally the role playing games are. Um, so we haven't got those. So we do the piazza rooms, which are little rooms just off the outside hall. Too, we've got some of those we'll be using for a role playing, a smaller schedule, but still you know reasonable amount of games there. Uh, we've got a bit of publisher designer going on. That's the uh, activities around for budding designers. So, um, you know, things on, on on crowdfunding and fulfillment, and um, you know, game design theory and various other things like that. Um, particularly on the Friday, uh, and we've got we, we, we've got some guests. So Ian Livingston um, is back with us. Last time he was here was a few years ago. He was due to come, and then he was. Uh, he's, he's a big football fan, I think, and his team was supposed to be in the. You're in the um, what was it? What would it be now the um, Champions League? Champions League, think, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they were, the, the, so then he wasn't. Then they got knocked out. So he was going to come, and then his wife went to holiday. Um, so <laughs> no, that didn't happen anyway, because the expo didn't happen. Well, then, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so anyway, he'll be there. And we've got, and we've got some of those live entertainment acts that we usually put on, which are a bit of additional uh, fun. Um. And the Vikings outside, oh, there of are families and things, um, and, and, so, and, and you know, good, reasonable amount of stuff for the kids to do. There'll be the treasure hunt, um, and the family zone, the children's role playing. So there's you know, some entertainment for the kids as well.
0: Well, you say that, but the treasure hunt—I've so seen more adults doing that than kids. They,
1: well, <laughs> they want the box of the parlor games they get from yeah, yeah. Somebody.
0: Uh, uh, let's talk about the entry requirements for the show because uh, those have been firmed up in the last few days. I know yes, the yeah. guidance from the government hasn't exactly been the clearest. Uh, no, it's
1: swung back and forward a bit, really, which has caused a few issues. But yeah. uh, now at least, that I think they've they've formed into a sort of, I suppose, uh, a little bit of clearer guidance now about uh, fairly strongly recommending, without actually saying you have to, as it were, in terms mm-hmm. of mask wearing, and strongly recommending the use of. Um, the uh, COVID um, um, passport thing or the or the uh, or some form of documentation. So, what you so what we're doing in terms of attendance, that people will have to show, depending on their age, if they're below the age of 12, they don't have to do anything, there's no <laughs> requirements for, uh, for for primary school age group. 12 to 15s will have to do a lateral flow test, which of course they're all used to doing with schools yep. and just bring the print you know, the evidence from that they upload it and then get the thing and bring it along. Uh, the um, anyone from 16 years and above have a few choices really because they could use the the NHS app on the phone, um, and if you're double vaccinated or if you, uh, that'll work, or if you've got a lateral flow test within 48 hours, I think um, it'll work on And also if you had COVID in the last six months, I think that also activates oh, it um, because antibodies, of that antibodies yeah. and things. Yeah. So any of those any of those things. And if you and other people coming from other parts of the UK, if we were if we were getting people down from Scotland, which is often, you know, there's often quite a few but do come down, but um obviously uh we'll have to see this year how many we get, but people come from Scotland, Ireland, or Northern Ireland there, or or Wales, uh they can bring um flow tests I think the online system works, I think, across the whole UK, if I understand it right, but you know, you can get a report from that. The vaccine services are all separate, but you can still get a you know document doc, documentation that you can bring that says I'm vaccinated. Um, so any of that stuff will will basically work um, to to get you in, and then they'll be given um, um, some. You know, uh, we're we'll, we're still looking at the exact mechanism for marking people, um, but there'll be something that will be be given to sort of. Uh, an you know, armband, wristband, or something, or a badge, or something that we can say, right, we're putting that on you, and uh, that that shows you've been vetted, as it were, uh, and then you can progress on, get your tickets and come come into the come into the halls. So that, that'll,
0: so there'll be so there'll be two sort of entry points if you like. There'll be the the first gate if you want to call that. You yes. have to get
1: through to prove that
0: you've got your uh, negative LFT yeah. or whatever, and then you got yeah. your entry tickets. And then a a ticket. So if
1: you have got that far and you haven't got anything, we're going to divert people. Sort of, uh, and I don't know. Say, well, can you can you go and get a test? And if people sort of, um, so I've got that far and I've got anything, they will probably have some some test kits that they can yeah. then go and go and do the test and then just upload it over on their phone. They can then bring it. Bring it back through and have another go <laughs> something. Uh, so the idea of this, I think, is—I mean, I was—I was—I went to the test match at Edgbaston, which um, um, was a uh, was about what, about a month ago now. And they were you—they were part of the event research program, and they were they were doing it where you had to show proof of tests and things, and um, other ones. I think you were experimenting with the vaccine proof and, and things. And I think that if um, you can screen out. Potentially, are people that have may have the, the virus, uh, or at least reduce significantly the chance that people have got it because of vaccines and or having previously had it or having negative tests, then that uh, that, is, that seems to have at least reduced the number of cases that then happened to those events. Um, so that is the, the science and logic behind <laughs> behind that. Did the
0: um, when you were at the cricket, did the entry process seem? Much slower. The only reason I'm asking is
1: because I'm going to the F1 this weekend, and they're part of the All research right. program as well. Pretty so. quick, iPhone. I mean, I basically okay. had it on the phone. Um, I was try- I was juggling things because my dad was with me. And he's 85, <laughs> so he, he obviously doesn't really, really cope with the, the the tech on his phone. So I had sort of I had two phones. I, I think he, you know, I think his phone didn't even support the app. So he had his mum. I think he was borrowing my mum's phone, and and so I had a couple of them. I was juggling trying to get the tickets, trying to get the yeah, yeah. the things up. But I, but if it was just it was just me then you've just got to have the uh i think you could print it off as an alternative yeah. anyway but but if i i, I think i had the two things up in just a couple of you know things on the phone and just showed the one and then flicked across to the other so you know it just took a you know a few 10 10 15 seconds to to get through so that wasn't that wasn't a problem at all really um so i don't think that will particularly slow down the um that you know, the getting in process because I think the, I think that mechanism will, won't be, um, you know, well, it should be you know, less time than probably the time that, that, that when you get to the front, they print your tickets off and get it all organised and give it to you, probably approximately at the same time actually. So it shouldn't particularly slow the the process down, but I think it just helps give a little bit, a little bit extra feeling of, you know, security. Um, and then the masks and things, you obviously we're telling everyone to bring masks, wear masks, which I think at the moment has become a, People seem to be generally speaking happier about that than than not having it. I think right now it seems to be the right the right thing to do for the time for the time being and then hopefully we'll get to a point where I I can't stand them either, but it's, you just have to the glasses and things, you know. You, but you know you, you you put you put up with it, don't you? And just get on with it, really. Um, yeah.
0: Well, it's funny that I'm sure there's a there's a large portion of glass glass uh, people attending or glasses wearers, aren't there? So right. yeah,
1: yeah. I'm going to look at actually. I've never, I've never actually got round to doing it much about it till now, um, but I might get one or two of those ones with the wires in that you can, you know, that's supposed to be quite good. For okay. The, I've been using. That stops the. I've
0: you know. been using. Um, I put some spray on eBay, which is what uh, motorcycle. Little um, riders right. use to to, uh, to the, prevent their visors from fogging must, up. Yeah, that must
1: works must really well. Out. Okay, I'll, 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 look at that. <laughs> I'll email you a link later. <laughs> that'd be good. that be good because obviously a lot of the time, what you're doing is you're rushing into a supermarket or whatever it is. You put the thing on, you go to the shop, and you come back out and take yeah. it off. Uh, but obviously, if we're going wandering around uh, um, the expo for you know, three days, um, then obviously you have just got to be able to do it. Do it in such a way that you can, you can, you can wear the thing reasonably reasonably comfortably i mean people can obviously sit down and have a meal and a coffee and have a drink and if they are at the table and play the game and have got drinks and things whatever then you know clearly there are times like that that we're not we're not going to be going around yelling at people or whatever um and we know there are medical exemptions and there are times when other people um you know where you can't hear people clearly and you know to do with um you know if they're talking then occasionally it's reasonable to take your mask off to sort of explain what you're doing, whatever. But so there are there are exceptions, but I think the uh, uh, I think the general bulk of things, if most if, if pretty much everyone wandering around the halls have got the thing that the, the masks on and everybody's wearing, and then um, I think that will make everyone feel you know safer um, at the moment and things. Yeah, that was Especially something that was... have also been screened with the the COVID thing as well. You
0: know? Well, yeah, that's true it's just it's all about managing risk at the end of the day isn't yes, it yes it is
1: yeah and as i say we do have wider aisles the air the air conditioning system has been upgraded last year at the nec to, apparently to hospital quality filters because they were of course at one point to nightingale hospital so they have of to they, they came up with the other side it's not the piazza side we're on it's the what's it do they call it the arena side anyway it's the other side of the nec but they but they upgraded all the air vent systems and things so that um, is meant to be better, you know, almost the same quality as a hospital, um, which probably means they, that should help. Uh, that in theory should be therefore safer than, say, a, a shopping centre, you know, that yeah. hasn't got those filters.
0: Um, yeah, it was uh, something I was wondering, because obviously if I'm going around interviewing creators for YouTube videos, do I need yes. to be wearing my mask when I'm standing still interviewing someone, you know? so. But...
1: Well, I think, well the, I think there is a certain guidance that if it's, um, you know, if it's certain areas where there's, well, there's crowds of people all around, yeah, yeah. obviously so. Yeah. If you if you're if you're off in a sort of particularly if you're sat down at a table with them or whatever, um, and again it's difficult to. Uh, I think the exemption there are exceptions. Are For if it's if it's significantly interfering with the ability to do the whatever yeah. your job is or role is, uh, then I think there's a certain amount of flexibility there. Um, but I think. Um, the immediate area is it's the it's within a meter of two you, isn't it? Is what it's all about. Yeah, so if it, if there's a cross of crowds of people and you're wandering around, then I think you have to have the mask on and things. Yeah. Um, as I say, there's a lot of open, there's a lot of space in the gaming hall, particularly. So yeah. I think there it's a bit different. So people are sat down and they're they're doing an interview, and so maybe some particularly someone having a coffee or a drink or whatever, then I think the risks there are very very or very yeah. low, really. Um, you know. Um, especially as i'll probably probably it could be a typical expo weekend it'll probably be sort of very hot as well uh, which <laughs> means i will probably open the um all the doors and things so the event, you know that should help the ventilation as well yeah.
0: yeah okay let's talk uh let's go back to talking a bit about the tech uh the u k g app is no more it has
1: gone no we we upgraded the so the website which hasn 't yet been used who we might call uh completely um in the face of the enemy yet so what we did is after the last expo we decided we were going to upgrade the website to what's called mobile first so there's this whole business about trying to make websites work fast and slickly on on phones and if they and as the first um, aspect of it because increasing percentages people you know use, use phones or tablets to sort of look at websites um, and so rather than having an app which you you, know, you download effectively the the website acts like an app and and does and, and it's converts to the sort of the format you're in so if you're on a phone it will um it'll it'll present itself appropriately to the screen um and, um, and it's supposed to be you know that then, uh, then should be faster and quicker um and i think that's the aim now so rather than using, using the app the the website itself is is now an app which should just work fairly slickly on the on the phone if things have gone according to plan. Because what we then did is we de- we, we we designed this thing again uh, ourselves ready for release at the May or whatever it was twenty twenty show, and then that didn't happen. And then we redesigned it all for a virtual yeah. thing. Yeah. We then spent most of the winter unpicking it back down to the to the original thing. So we haven't yet. Tried it, tested it in a real-world setting at a convention yet. So I think I imagine there'll be a few teething problems, but it's, it seems to be coming along now.
0: So people finding their way around the show, uh, I think there's going to be a, a map on the on the yes, website. Yes, so
1: there'll be an interactive map, so you'll be able to. And maybe go online as I don't know who'll be today or tomorrow or something for fairly soon. So, so I draw the physical map of the as in, as in the uh, the mark out map that is used for the actual layout of the halls, the store halls. But they don't they don't get me to draw the a nice pretty online map. Um, so mine's all arrows and lines and measurements and all sorts of things and power grids and all that kind of thing. And then I pass that on, and um, the graphic designer people and so on will. In fact, I think it was Tony's actually done the conversion for the digital one. So because it's actually then redrawn with with all the stands, and then what's going to happen is they're, they're individualized on a phone or whatever it is, so you can click on the stand. And it should pop up with a stand description and tell you what what's going on on it and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that should be online fairly soon. We'll also be putting on the putting the program out in the next twenty four hours or so. So we've just uh, sent the physical program to the printers. Um, so a PDF version of that will go online, you know, um, soon. So there'll be the uh, the PDF program which won't be particularly interactive, although I think it's got some hyperlinks in. Yeah. Um, the, the interactive map will be the new thing this year, which we'll be interested to see how that works, because I mean, the idea is hopefully you'll be able to search for standards, you'll be able to click on the standard, and it'll tell you what, yeah, yeah. Well, what's going on and things like that. Yeah. Will there be a printed map available as well? And, I mean, yep, in, the, in yep, the process, the both of the program. And we'll also do the A3 um, version that we do, because the... Uh, actually, the printed one of the Bronze A3 as well, but of course it's yeah. across two pages uh, because I think a lot of people. It's quite useful for that that physical map. I think people do find quite helpful. That uh, what, so where is this thing then? And you're know, sort of mark it with a cross <laughs> on it, and you can work your route out. So oh, that'll I be- asked
0: that for a selfish reason because I don't know if you know, but for the last. Two or three expos. I've been doing my own version of the map and putting it online for people. So, uh, which is right. which has got Agreed. the uh, as instead as well as the numbers, it's got all the names of the exhibitors on as well. All that stuff, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So the. As I say, the program will be out. Well, there'll be online version or just the PDF version, possibly by tomorrow night or something. Uh, we were just finalising the physical thing and then making sure that the the web version is because every time you see an error in the one, you yeah. have to then reconvert it and things. Um, so that there was probably one final page needed updating uh, overnight tonight, and then it'll be it's gone to the printers. So the web version will um, go online interactive one then is a slightly different process because uh, so yes they were finally handed over the map finally to uh, you know uh, the market layout plan so anyone yeah. now that gets booked in will be added into spaces we've left just in case and there's somebody else yeah um and won't be on the physical map of course and won't be in the fit because they're too late but um but they will be on the interactive map because we'll just add them on as a as a on that and yeah if a stand exists with a number and then it will know who's in there, even if we had that on yeah, the day yeah. before the show. Uh, so that should be in the next two or three days. Well, that'll all hopefully pop online. Um, you know, we were there, we, because we only finally heard about the way we were going to do the access literally in the last few days. Yeah, we've obviously there's an awful, there's an awful lot of waiting for the, the very last moment to know. How are we gonna do where are we gonna do the ticketing you know we we didn't know we were going to be doing it in a hall or outside or wherever and then the covid thing was another thing that we are we doing that or not or yeah. so i think um it, it's perhaps things are a little bit later than normal this year, but uh you know it's finally I think finally coming together. <laughs> so. Is there another show on at
0: the expo the same weekend as you Yeah, Festival of quilts,
1: I think it's called Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're into quilts <laughs> you can do the double. Uh, games and quilts. In fact our one of my ladies that works in our, in the office at the expo, um, mm. is very much into quilts. So um so she'll be Sneaking out probably to have a look at the quilts as well as, <laughs> as, well as the games. Has she so, played Calico?
0: Have you seen Calico? The game about making I heard, quilts and yeah, attracting much, cats never, to them? I've never it's played nice. him,
1: but I've never heard of it, yes. So, um, so that's on. I'm not quite sure where that is, whether it's on the arena side. Um, it's not in one or hall one or four. Right. Okay. So I don't. I don't think they're in five, which is the the big one opposite yeah. one. So I think they may be on the other side so of the of the part of the, part of the complex yeah. we'll have to ourselves effectively. Uh, I think. I think so. Unless I. I'm going to look at the website and see what it says. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're on. They actually start technically Thursday morning, so they beat us to the uh, beat us to the opening, as it were, because we sort of start sort of Thursday night, sort of uh, seven o'clock. We allow, uh, the quilters and things. Uh, so we have a. Um, we have a show preview, which we allow media in and um, you know, buyers, and retailers, and that, that sort of thing too. Um, I imagine it'll be, again, roughly a half-size one for a half-size show this year, but uh, it's still nice to see all these you know, games. It's a chance for everyone yeah, yeah. to see
0: what, forward to that. What,
1: what's happening uh, at the show then. And obviously people can, also, um, can go and check it out more at the stands. Um, and then we have, that starts at 6, and I think at 7 we let the... Um, we open up for some open gaming if um, uh, people sometimes people do arrive Thursday night you know we've since we were always since we always open up for the ring and buy or the show preview we we decided some time back we might as well allow in some people just to do some open gaming but there won't be a board game library so that's a bring your own game sort of situation you know Uh, that'll be just sort of 7 to 11 but if uh, if you arrived in your hotel in the area and you after a loss, what to do? Then you can wander down. There's no, there's no ticketing for Thursday night. We just, we just do it as you know. We open the door at, uh, at seven. Um, the the preview there is a ticketing for just to get in that first that first bit. Uh, but it should be, it should be good anyway. As I said all along, really, it's been with all the ups and downs. I only really believe it's happened this year when it's Sunday night. We're <laughs> we're <packing laughs> it's it now, yeah, yeah. Because you still keep thinking. Okay, could something happen? Because we obviously we're aware of things going on with the pandemic at the moment, and numbers are going up, and things. I mean, I think um, you know, equally, we've that's one of the reasons why when we looked at things on Monday, we said, "No, we absolutely have to do the, uh, you know, we go, we'll go down the line of the masks and the and the the COVID checks because we just want to make it. We'd already put all the other stuff in place with the wider aisles and the wider spaces yeah. to try and, and we knew we were only going to have about half the normal numbers which I think will it will help because I think it won't be it'll be you know reasonably busy but it won't be um absolutely heaving which I think is I don't think' was used to sort of thousands of people in one place although uh, the first time I felt that was when I went to you know when I went to the cricket um, seventeen thousand people in edge which is it's just, it is the first time you just, you see that many people in the real world together. For the first time since before, it's a little bit kind of like wow. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of people. <laughs> this is what life used to be like. It's one, yeah. Well, like, yeah, beforehand. Yeah. So yeah. I think you know, it's. I think it's a matter of being being careful, being cautious, don't get too crowded, and yeah. uh, and keep your and, and use hand sanitizers as well. And the usual steps, just be a bit a little careful. Um, and I think I think everyone will be fine. You know, just be just be, being careful, you know.
0: Sounds you could cool. have had little UKGE branded uh, hand sanitizers and hand sanitizers, it as, uh, health potions yeah. or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, there is a there is a mask that Phil all rolled up. You know, do you know all rolled up? They do oh, all yes. very nice. Uh, they do a certain amount of that over the years. They do a certain amount of things that we have a souvenirs, the dice bag or oh, the dice trays and things like that. So they actually came up with a really amazing design for a, for, a, like, for a face mask, um, mm-hmm. which uses the old dragon and things. Which I think uh, um, so we'll probably see a few people wandering around with that at the. Uh, at the show, um, so but uh, I think probably I think selling people had sanitizers would seem a little bit <laughs> opportunistic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. there we well, there's been plenty of opportunistic uh, selling over the last eighteen months by lots yeah. of people. So. So, yeah. uh, right, let's let's swap hats then. Let's put your Reducer Games hat on. Um, yeah, yeah. What are you showing off at the expo this year? Have you got anything new that you're? Uh, uh, yeah,
1: demoing? we actually, in terms of what has been shown. In the flesh in the UK, um, um, re- uh, in terms of actually available and on sale and things like that, is we 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 haven't released uh, our sort of the second edition of our Tinker container card game. Yeah, uh, in the uh, in the UK, so we went to Essen, and then that was the last. That, 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 and, and I think we had it at J- Aircon. We hadn't got it in the UK, so we were sort of, uh, have, you know, we had all these things ready, statues ready of the sort of figures in it, and thinking, "Oh, it'd be nice to now have it at the Expo and uh, good for the families." And so, that was, so that'll be there. But the the one thing that's actually new, as it not uh, hasn't been seen any physical show, is the, the sort of two player expansion for Great Fire. So mm-hmm. Great Fire, when we first did it, was a three to six player game, and back then in twenty ten. Nobody really said, will this play with two players or even one, which is quite common nowadays. Um, increasingly over the years, people have said, you know, I like the idea, but I can't – I want just, it's just the two of us all yeah. the time. Um, so we looked at it and worked out, worked out how it could be made to work with two people. And theoretically, with one as well, we, um, you know, with one or two of our side adaptions using the same cards. Um, and so that will be um, available at the show. Uh, we have had, we've got a game that will should be coming out probably at Expo next year, which is uh, Creatures and Monsters, which is our expansion for Nine Worlds. Um, so the Nine Worlds, uh, Viking, I mean, a themed sort of area control game, uh, had a, an expansion a few, uh, a couple of years ago called Sagas and Treasures, which was um, Treasures of the Gods and things, and also some like, what, missions, effectively, like Risk Star Missions, which were the sagas, we call it. Um, and um, there was in Germany, actually, it was a reason why I'm interested in sort of another expansion. So, on the way back from 2019, we sort of talked it through and came, basically came up with the idea of the car journey home. <laughs> and I uh, thought, well, we'll bring that out maybe in 2020. And of course, never did. But in fact, we um, gave us time to actually for, take it further and refine it. And I said about that playtesting earlier online, I was able to, because I've got Nine Worlds onto Tabletopia, we could then, uh, you could do these sort of private versions of. Uh, room, rooms with the um, you know, prototypes in and you can invite people in and say well, we're just going to play the prototype here so creatures and monsters is about all the various monsters in the Norse mythology and the idea is that in, in nine Worlds you are moving stone you're moving stones around to represent your armies from your sort of player card which is like the sort of you know your sort of castle if you like, onto the worlds and then between the worlds trying to take control of the worlds to to use the world powers and eventually score for the most worlds Um, and this sort of thing Um, you can now, in addition to doing that, you can put stones uh, onto you send them to what's called the Mead Hall which is the sort of the Warriors Hall where they gather together to go off and fight the monsters and then from there they're allocated you take it in turns to place them on the monsters and with the idea of trying to have the defeat the monsters, but also have to, having done the most to defeat the monsters. And then if you do that, then you get to uh, take the monster, and some of the monsters have powers, they're all worth points. Uh, and they and they You get little bonuses that come, one-off bonuses that apply straight away and that sort of thing. Um, and if you don't defeat the monsters, though, by, by the scoring rounds, then the monsters rampage a bit and there are penalties that are uh, suffered by everybody Uh, so there's a semi-cooperative element even though you're you're competing to control it you've also got to decide about we don't really want uh, Fenrir or Grendel or something like that uh to 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 survive because if he does then all these these tokens are going to hit us and we're going to suffer penalties and things so you sometimes have to agree right together we'll do this but uh while you're doing that, you're also thinking, Yeah, but I really would like to have Grendel because he's worth five points or whatever, and you know, so there's a bit of semi cooperative, competitive element to that as well. Um, so that's we've um, got that in a, in a prototype form with a fair amount of the finished art, um, but, but not properly laid out with the graphic design bits yet. So it's still, still my botched graphic design bit, which uh, the artwork's in, um, uh, but then. Uh, uh, my artist will then finally make the cards look pretty come the uh, <laughs> come the time of release. So that still will be there. Uh, we, we're in playtest of that. And the other thing I've got on playtest is Oranges and Lemons, which is a, uh, a Euro-style um, game, a workplace Euro-style game based on the Oranges and Lemons rhyme. Um, so if you know the Oranges and Lemons rhyme... I don't know do you know Oranges and Lemons say the bells of St. Clemens? Oh, uh, yes, yes. You, know, you owe me five farthings and so on. There's a longer version. of So Oranges and Lemons is, uh, about, uh, talks about six different bells in London, which are locations in London. Uh, there's a longer version, if you go back to the 17th century, that has 15 verses in, so it talks about 15 different churches from different parts of London. Some of them are the uh, the fruit places, like the Clemens, St. Clemens, is where the fruits were brought on uh, shore. There's other places which are to do with money lending. Um, and where the kettles and kettles, the ironworks were made and this sort of thing. So basically in oranges and lemons you are you are, you are you start off with effectively just you able to able able to sort of carry one good, um, um your, your pair of hands, say, running around with the orange in or something. Um and then gradually you can upgrade your capacity for moving stuff around to a hand and a horse and cart finally a, a ship which just gives you more and more space oh, for okay. moving things around and then you can buy and sell goods um from these various markets um but also the goods can be used to fulfill outbound contracts you know in, in the in the dockyards uh which then give you bonuses um and you can also you can lend money and get interest coming back on that um, and, uh, and you can finally you can do speculative trading with the East India Company was um, was founded to go off and try and get things like nutmeg back from the, from the from the East Indies and things and it was a very risky business there was a lot of a lot of the time uh, ships wouldn't, wouldn't arrive back. So if you backed a, a ship to go out and try and come back with lots of nutmeg, <laughs> there's a reasonable chance you just wouldn't come back, and you lost all your, your money. But if it does come back, it could be quite lucrative. So there's a sort of element that was that you can never go at that, but you might you might be all right, yeah. or it might it might not go so well. So your um uh, so that's oranges and lemons and things, and uh, we're 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 hoping that might be a, perhaps a twenty. Uh, 2023 sort of game if we okay. you know, um, if we can um, get that far with it and uh, so that'll be available as a as a prototype for people to come and have a go at if they want as well Awesome I look forward to seeing that that, looks, uh, that sounds interesting
0: Okay Um, before we wrap up then um, I know you don't really generally over the course of the weekend get a lot of time to uh Explore the show because you've obviously got more important things to do. But is yeah. there anything that you've seen that is coming to the show that
1: you're in- interested or excited to to look at? Well, well I'm always quite. I mean, personally, I, it's it's nice to see to meet. I, I, I'm i involved in the awards and things and then probably that, so I can't tell you too much about who's won the stuff because <laughs> of course yeah, yeah. we're finding out at the weekend. But we've released the shortlist. So I don't know if you come across those on the website yes. this this week um, and. Um, it's, and, I, and a certain amount of those things, whilst I don't, um, I, I, I I look after the awards, but I don't, you know, I'm, not, I'm not sort of a judge sort of for them. What we try and do is keep a keep slightly like neutral status, but we involve various um, certain amount of clubs and certain amount of game shops and various people, groups and things to, to help judge it. So I, I see what, what games there are, and it's quite fun to see those. And it's, it's actually quite nice then to go and actually meet some of these companies often you've never heard of them before. and You know, something comes along, you think, so well, that's really quite a cool, uh, quite a cool game. And I've not heard of this particular company. So, and normally a lot of them from all over the world. And that's, that's part of the fun is is meeting all these designers and the, and the companies from everywhere. There won't be so many this year, but it will be still nice to, to see, to see a lot of them. Um And I think to me, the, 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 most of the fun is the, um, seeing people again that you see at these shows, you know, and, and, And of course, that particularly this year has been. uh, There's been so long since the last time any of us went to a show uh, that that'll be really nice just to sort of meet people and to 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 see people and to find out what they've been been up to and things. And about, I think there probably will be quite a few surprises of things people are working on because it's been you know two years since the last expo, um, eighteen months or something like that, practically fourteen months since Aircon. Um, So I think it's just find out what's sort of what's in the pipeline and what are people working on um yeah um, that's the that's the fun stuff i think
0: okay and last question have you got your tuxedo all washed and ironed and ready
1: to go for (laughs) sunday we were talking about that i'm wondering if they're gonna fit in it or not (laughs) (laughs) lockdown has has taken a a toll shall we say (laughs) yeah Uh, so but it's something i'll have to think about whether whether we pull that out or not Um, (laughs) so but we are doing the awards yes the award ceremony and um so that is, and people can vote on that, of course. So there is the, the way we do it is we do this judges bit where the judges choose a shortlist of three, um, and then people can vote in that shortlist um, on the weekend. In fact, you can vote right now. It's on the on the website on the shortlist. You have to have an Expo account, and you can just go in and, and, and vote. And um, and then we'll all know the result. We don't already know the results of the judges. Um, you know, yeah. we know what they've already chosen. Um, in fact, those trophies are being made, um, but the um, the public Choice or the People's Choice Award, and sometimes um, sometimes they coincide. Sometimes they go. You know, the people vote di- differently, and that's that can be quite interesting when that happens. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we'll be ready for that uh, come come Sunday. And that's usually quite nice thing because you know, right. You know, that, that'll be the moment, of course, referring to a previous comment when I know we've done a show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, finally we got
0: there. And then Monday morning, when
1: you have to start uh, debriefing and uh, dissecting everything, yeah, let me uh, start. Let me start all over again. Yeah, yeah. try and work out where uh, if we know where we're going to be coming year a year's time. You know, actually, of course, it's then not, not not that long because it's it's back to the beginning of June. Um, so we'll be effectively then lose two months for our of course yeah cycle between the years. Um, so. Um, but of course, what we, we've got, where we've got to, is we've got exhibitors who booked in who haven't been able to come this year because mostly overseas companies. Um, so we already know about them. So some of the work's already been done. <laughs> but then, then all the people that are coming now, it all starts again as to where they were. We go back to the original hall maps that I once drew, and I was last touched, I think, in about sort of. In about April or something of um <laughs> April May of, of twenty twenty and dust it off and think, okay, what was the plan for that show? <laughs> and, and off we go again. Hmm. Just
0: from a purely geeky uh, personal interest. What
1: what software do you use to draw the uh, the layout? We I, I currently use a thing called DraftSite. Um, okay. so we used to use um used to use smart smart draw, uh but the NEC likes proper AutoCAD uh, drawings and yeah. I can't use AutoCAD and I don't have the skills to totally nice. all effectively I do is draw little rectangles um, <laughs> <laughs> with different distances between the rectangles. Yeah, yeah. So I don't there's not an awful lot of feature I need in this thing, but it's got to be hyper accurate to, yeah. to you know. So literally it comes down to the tenth of a millimeter the measurements do in, in that. So it's so DraftSite handles the AutoCAD Files the DWG files, which are the mm-hmm. standard AutoCAD ones, and does most of the same stuff, but it's a it's a heck of a lot cheaper than uh, a full AutoCAD oh, program. Yeah. Um, uh, so and it works pretty well, you know, and it means we can, you know, put all the different things on in different layers and all sorts of things that we have to do the exciting, fun stuff like working out where the power goes. And oh yes. things like that it just has to has to be done behind the scenes,
0: you know. And next year you'll have to put the Wotan bus back on, presumably. So. Bonus,
1: then I think I'll be back. I'll be, I'll be missing that. Um, but we've got uh, we've got some cosplayers and things this year as well, so there'll be a few bits and bobs of that. I think we've got we've got some Daleks and a Tardis this year, uh, to, to fill a few bits and bobs. And there was a chance we might we we'll have to see, uh, we might even have the DeLorean, the Back to the Future car, it was a uh that's uh that was that was going to be with us last year, and it might it probably will be certainly next year, uh, but they were letting us know if they were going to they were going to be flying to America during Expo, but they don't know what the travel rules are for yeah, yeah. the states at the moment. So I, I suspect at the moment they're still difficulties getting to. In and out between her and America, so so if not, they'll be they'll, they'll probably be coming, you know. So it should Super, be, uh, it should be nice. Anyway. Awesome.
0: Well, on that note, I think uh, we should wrap up. So, once again, mate, thank you very much for for coming on the show and yep. talking to us. Wish you all
1: the best. Hopefully, it should yep. go according to plan touch wood yes yes, but nothing ever goes according to plan well that's right. <laughs> but hopefully it will go it'll as well happen. as it can I'll, I'll yeah. settle for it happening <laughs> yeah any format so yes thank, thank you no worries and well,
0: we'll see you soon